So, welcome to this episode today in the season three, and I'm today with Mochi Robinson. Welcome to this podcast. Hey there, thank you for having me. Yeah, my name is uh, Mochi Robinson. I'm from, <laughs> I live in Philly now, but I'm from uh, uh, a little bit of the world. My mom is from England, so we would go over there a whole bunch, and I was just living in Scotland. And that's where I got into photography, as a matter of fact. But I just moved back to Philly because of COVID. So that's where we are now. Okay, cool. So today uh, I expect uh, to have a bit of fun with you. Uh, I mean, I like your vibes. So then uh, we will uh, go deeper in some uh, question, but I would like us to have some fun with you talking about other things. So uh, I, I would say that uh, you are not only a photographer, you are a musician. I would say you are a, an artist in your way, a communicator how you want to say and uh, I would love that you can tell me more about that and uh, then I can relate better to to you for sure so yeah first and foremost I went to college for music I was going to school out in California for a couple of years and then I moved back uh, east to, to Philadelphia um, and I kind of The way I came into to music was just by accident. I'm not sure if uh, you're familiar with Guitar Hero, but it was a video game that, that kind of swept, swept, yeah, swept the world. Yeah. And so I was playing it one day and became obsessed with the game. And then I asked my mom for some, if I could go take some guitar lessons. And literally like overnight, I became obsessed with, with music and all kinds of music. And so I was playing guitar like six, seven, eight hours a day. Um, and that changed like my, my path. I, before that I was golfing, I was a golfer and I thought I was gonna do golf for, for the rest of my life. Um, so it really changed things fundamentally for me. It gave me something to work towards um, and it gave me a bit of community that I didn't have before. Um, Yeah, so I, I graduated in 2016, um, did a bit of music afterwards, but real life kicked in. So I, I was working food industry. I was literally like flipping burgers, doing, doing fries in, in, in the hot oil, making salads. Um, and I really wanted some sort of change. Um, so I helped my friend open up a... A breakfast lunch place but I was still doing food industry and I was working more of that than I ever was before six days a week 60 70 hours a week yeah. so there's no time for for music for any kind of creativity no time whatsoever. for anything for yourself yeah I I feel bad for my my, my girlfriend at the time because like the one day off I had it was Monday because we were closed and that was my rest day do my laundry um, just recoup on six days of work and then I did it all over again 
Um, so something, something needed to change. Uh, so because of my mom being from England, I got my UK citizenship and was able to, to move over to, to Scotland. Uh, and that was a little bit on a whim. I didn't know much of anything about Scotland. I knew it was relatively affordable comparatively to like London. Um, and I knew that they had some sort of music scene, but I didn't know anyone in it or anything about that. Um, I just said, put like a pin in a map yeah. figuratively. And I said, all right, we're gonna go there. Um, moved out there in 2019, July 16th, actually. Had a very, very specific day in my head. Um, and I was able to do uh, music full time until COVID hit. So yeah. it was a good about year of, of seven days a week of music, rehearsals, weddings, gigs, whatever. It was like, I was very happy doing what I was doing. Um, and then March 23rd, 2020, that's when the, the border shut down and we went into a big old lockdown. And we literally, we were told that we couldn't leave for more than an hour other than like doing exercise. The grocery store and the pharmacy were the only two places open as well. Um, so I, I got into like a deep depression. It was, I don't know if we know anything about Scotland, but it's very dark in the winter, very dark. So it'd be sun at like 10 a.m., 9 a.m., but it would be down by 3 p.m. Yeah, so uh, like like you're in Berlin. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're pretty pretty equal up there. It's not ideal. Once once the winter hits, you know those blues are gonna come. Uh, so then in July of that of 2020, we we start to open up a little bit. Like more shops can open up, and I go on a, a walk with my friend because it's one of the few things that you could actually recreationally do. It's just going walks with people or drink cans of tenants in the park with, with pals. Um, and we passed by this camera shop. And for some reason, I, I was just very intrigued by the storefront filled with film cameras. And I was looking at the prices and they were affordable. It was like 80 pounds for this, this Nikon film camera. Uh, nothing crazy special about it. So I, I, I asked my friend, you mind if I go in here? Real quick, uh, I think I'm about to buy some. Um, I buy it. He tells me it actually needs to be serviced. So I don't walk away with the camera. Uh, but I come back a couple days later, pick it up. And uh, that day, I probably shot like three or four rolls, not knowing a single thing that I'm doing. <laughs> like, when I say I knew nothing, I knew nothing. I don't know what shutter speed is. I don't know how to adjust it. I don't know what this ISO means at all. Ugh, God, it was, and the, some of the shots came out, but I would say 30 out of 36 did not on every single roll. Mm. But it didn't matter to me because I was obsessed and it gave me a reason to leave the house. And that was the most important thing for me, something to do. Um, so I would go on big, like 10 mile walks all around. I was living in Edinburgh at the time. So I'd walk all around Edinburgh, just shooting, shooting, shooting away. Um, and it was gratifying. I saw like my skill got a little bit better. Then I started to ask friends if I could take, um, take their portraits and take pictures of them. Um, so they really helped me uh, cultivate some sort of understanding of what I was doing. 
Um, and so as soon as the sun went down, um, I would then be looking at YouTube. Uh, so people like Joe Greer, um, Minolta Gang. Uh, I would just be watching like people do these really cool street uh, photography videos. Yeah, all, like, all video, no? It's, uh... Yeah, exactly. It was like the lo-fi hip hop. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> I could relate to it. Yeah, yeah. I do it too. So then it's, it's uh, I mean, it's, I like a lot because it's not uh, wet. Not a lot of time uh, invested. It's uh, just uh, what I do usually every day. So walking, shooting picture, and and that's it. and music. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you, you might as well document it. Yeah. So like watching those things got me really inspired as well. And then uh, I decided that I was gonna just start posting to Instagram. I um, yeah, I just I felt like my pictures were okay enough to share. Uh, and then I found just how phenomenal the, the film photography community on Instagram is. And it was super supportive and really welcoming. Um, so it made me feel like I was a part of something bigger than myself of just walking around the streets, taking wow. pictures. Uh, and here we are, you know, like a year and a half later, nearly two years in the summer. And I'm very, very happy with what, what decision I've made. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, it, you start to, to relate uh, practically to yourself, no? to your uh, deep feeling to, to communicate, to doing, to feel also in a way active to doing something uh, was grooving for yourself. I mean, I understand totally because, yeah, I think many times in my life I had to work in the restaurant uh, not only to cook but to wash to clean you know and uh, really mm -hmm. slavery work uh, that uh, give you a lot of frustration uh, mm -hmm. because, because yeah, I mean your value after work is zero and the only things you can do it is sit somewhere uh, in the night drinking a beer and don't think about anything exactly and uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, really going uh, down uh, this status to use drugs, use uh, alcohol uh, progressively uh, after work because it's a really kind of job uh, give you a lot of stress. I mean, because it's the way I think uh, also they treat you. Uh, I mean, thankless. It's I, a I thankless always, job. I always think that uh, because I, I, I really love to cook. I mean, I do it really passionately. And um, I think always, yeah, if I will at my place uh, with so a friend or someone, you know, will be even better. I will also to document as photographer. I will put a lot of my knowledge inside. Uh, but um, <clears throat> they relate to you as a number. It's this destroy you completely and you don't have nothing to say. All shit come out yeah. from, from your mind. And uh, yeah, six. Uh, on seven days, <laughs> you don't have the time to doing a laundry. You don't have the time to cook something for yourself. You don't want to cook something for yourself. You no, don't... no, no. You bring whatever slop you yeah. you have at work home back and, to yourself. And when you have the energy, you try to doing everything one day, but you understand that you cannot. Mm -mm. And uh, yeah, it was it was a terrible time. I had many times, uh, and I totally understand. And uh, yeah, I came up also up with uh, these things that yeah i will never anymore in my life uh, doing a shitty job like that oh yeah 
ladies like also other jobs some other jobs were much more sweeter <laughs> yeah <laughs> no true there are i i think in in the food industry it's kind of like a uh a two-sided coin where it's i'm the kind of person where i do love interacting with people yeah uh, and so i i helped i when i moved back i helped the same friend open up a second place and i'm working there now but only four days a week and it's a much more chill relaxed situation when when you have to do it three four days per week you know and you are in a we'll say in the family uh oh yeah that's week. a good way to put it air is totally different but mm -hmm. when you do it because you have to survive in the end you know because you don't find anything else it's uh it's just the start uh, is a frustration then to be there is even more frustrating because of course. Uh, because then you relate also to people that are sometimes really ignorant uh you know are really brutal uh, that they um command you in place of what this, you know this is really frustrating because you know you have knowledge you know you have uh, uh, maybe also talent sometimes uh, and mm -hmm. uh, and you have to relate to someone it's a fucking brutal animal and <laughs> and treats you like shit you know oh yeah it's make yep. make you totally out and uh, yeah i would say that not everyone has the power then uh, um, to jump off from that uh, and uh, um, even if they yeah, think there are many more people uh, uh support others advise others to jump out from uh, this uh world and uh, try to get as freelancer and so on i mean to be freelancer is uh, also really hard uh, work i mean i think it's much more hard than go to someone and uh, taking money every month because yeah there is no sure that you get money every month i mean you can mm -hmm. get i mean as a freelancer the best year of my life as a freelancer was 2013 and i worked for really three 365 days but wow. uh, was only in 2013 i mean it's, uh, other years uh, yes yeah, so there was some years was working six months other some years two months you know mm -hmm. so, so it's always a balance and uh, what i learned as a freelancer is that you have to be always aware uh, and uh, alert so then you don't have to say, oh, okay, today, I don't know, I got it uh, 10,000 bucks and uh, and I can do it. What else I want? No, you have to chill down and wait. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, you yeah, cannot you understand. That's not going to be the next day as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's then the balance in your head is maybe you do have this really good day, this good job, um, but it is a job to job kind of gig. So you can't. You can't put all of your eggs and happiness into this one job and think it's all gonna be the rest of the year like that as well. Yeah. So let's let's continue your story because uh, then I, I I have some questions. I have some curiosities. And okay, so you you work four days per week in the restaurant, in the breakfast restaurant, and uh, we have other three days, no? And uh, we have also the small part of these four days. Mm -hmm. and uh what do you do in this time i mean uh in the in the creative way yeah um well so what my schedule is is tuesday to friday i wake up at 5 30 in the morning to get to work by like 6 30 6 45 um and i do front of house which is all i would ever want to do in the in the industry in the food industry 
because <clears throat> I just interact with people all day long and I hear their stories and I, I get to learn about people, humans, what they're doing. Um, and so many of the friends that I have in, in this city is because of that job. Um, just the other day, um, this guy is moving up to Brooklyn and he lives around the corner from, from the, the shop. And so he, he told me that he's moving up to Brooklyn, blah, 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 blah. I mentioned that I do, uh, photography. And then he said, oh, I'm an art director. Um, I wish I knew that, um, while I was living here, but whenever you're, you're up in Brooklyn starting next month. Like, let me know. We can, we can all show you around and we can, we can shoot and I'll introduce you to people. So the, the job itself has, has lended itself to creativity in regards to the human experience. Cause I hear so many different stories of where people are coming from and how they got to where they are now. And then just human connection of, of, you know, friends and, and colleagues and potential clients, um, so I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. And then I have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So I can actually explore uh, those endeavors. So if I want to go up to New York, which is a 90 minute train away, I can do that on a Saturday, stay overnight, and then uh, come back and I still have my Monday to, to rest if I want to do, do my laundry like the good old days. Uh, and, then, and then my work, day, uh, work week starts, starts over again. So I feel pretty blessed with with having the the knowledge that I've got a consistent paycheck, consistently going to be interacting with people because I'm an extrovert and I uh, rely on that for like energy. Um, yeah, I, and, think, I think I think people. Uh, I mean, uh, I I feel uh, to be an extrovert and an introvert in the same way, and I think. I mean, thinking uh, uh, after relating to many people, I think uh, we are both always. I mean, there's, yeah, for sure, 6%, 40%, 30%, 70%. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are both, we cannot be only that, you know, because otherwise you would be crazy. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, socially tired as well. If you're just... hours, <laughs> you are fucking crazy. So yeah. practically, it's like that. And, uh, and also because, uh, you know, um, there is a reason why you are attracted to taking shoot because uh, uh, for me uh, for example i also did music uh, in my life i stopped uh, and i think it's better that i stopped because i was 10 hours in front of uh, the computer playing the piano uh, and uh, making oh yeah uh, techno music or electronic music and so your on. back is arched and everything you know and uh, i was uh, really with the eight terabyte of hard disk full of uh, clips uh, instruments and so on mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, what i think is with the music you can uh, totally relate to some kind of communication and uh, the powerful of the music is that uh, it's straight to the point uh, it's different it's totally different from the photography um, with the music you can uh, write the message you want even mm -hmm. without singing you know uh, because you can relate to uh, some kind of emotion they are uh, normally i mean uh, uh, totally easy to to understand for everyone so if it's a song is sad uh, you 99 percent of people will say it's sad they <laughs> so, feel it 
the yeah, sound that felt. Yeah, so it's it's really much more easier. But photography is totally another word. Photography is more uh, uh, philosophy. It's uh, to stop mm. and to think. And um, uh, there, are, uh, I think, uh, photography is divided in uh, three steps. The first step is uh, you and your camera. So it's you as a subject and your camera as a tool. And you, how do you relate to the, to the world? Then is how do you relate to the world and shoot the picture? And this picture was how they ride you to move uh, in another world. Because then you discover something is out of yourself. So you mm -hmm. want to relate to a subject or object is outside. And, uh, and uh, uh, then uh, this... Uh, Connection creates uh, another totally uh, dimension of connection because then when you develop the picture, you are not there anymore. You are not in this world anymore that you catched. So this world starts to be a portion of the reality. And after then, you have to select this picture because sometimes, yeah, we have also to select this picture to show half the work. And mm -hmm. I think... Uh, the real uh, um, method of photography starts to be in the middle between these three steps because it's easy. I mean, it's easy to shoot the picture. I mean, everyone can do it. You can be also technically really good or you can be a totally technically shitty. Everyone can just press a button, but it uh, doesn't matter how you press the button, but uh, how do you relate to this picture and how you can ride the, the communication with that? And uh, the difference between the music is that uh, to write a, a message, you want other people read them the same way you read or you want to communicate. You have to be really a good reader of photographer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm talking about that because uh, I want to ask you what is for you uh, the connection and the relation between music and photography and how does it work for you that? For sure. I, I do agree with, with so much of what you, what you said. I think it's easier. I think it's easier for us as humans to relate to music. Cause like you said, like it, you don't even need words in it to understand the feeling that's being portrayed. Um, you know, there there are songs that we listen to from 80, 70 years ago that our grandparents were listening to, and we have the same feeling that they were having. <clears throat> um, with that being said, I think there's, like, added dimensions to photography. Because whenever, because so much of how we view photos is just we're scrolling, and we'll see on, on Instagram something. So I, I, some of the most engaging photos to me are the ones that made me stop and then contemplate what it is that I'm seeing, what, what is trying to be communicated to me. Um, a photo actually I just saw today um, was this grainy, um, lo-fi black and white beach photo of just this one shadowy figure on the beach. And what the intention of the photo is could be completely separate from how I felt in that moment. But it made me feel a bit mysterious, eerie. It was a rainy morning here in Philly, so I could easily relate to it. I just looked out, saw the fog. I said, oh, 
ooh, I know that feeling for sure. So, but that was like all, I spent minutes looking and then thinking about the photo. Um, but then I see, I, I, then I scroll to the next one and it's a nice film photo of a face. I'm like, okay, like, and then I scroll. But the photos that I connect to most are, are the ones in which I have to uh, think about what is the intention behind it. And now relating back to, to music, those are the kind of songs that I relate to most, that I love, are the ones where at first, maybe you don't even necessarily know if you like it or not, but it's interesting and it's engaging and you have to think about it. Like what is the true intention of this song? Um, there's a band that I love from Australia called uh, Hiatus Coyote. And a lot of their music has like, it's really good and it's like could be played on the radio but then some of their other songs are just kind of starts with a soundscape that bring you into this world so they bring you out of whatever reality you're in and bring you into what they're trying to convey and i i love that so much because i think we use music we use photography we use the arts to escape our own reality so when an artist is able to create this specific world that they want us to come into, that's that's the most engaging um, music. That's the most engaging practice of art, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can uh, I agree with you on that. As I said, I was doing music, but I was also working in the radio. I was selecting music. I was listening a lot of music. I have, I mean, I had to stop because I was totally addicted in discovering music. I don't know if mm. you remember there was a, this website. I mean, there is a still last.fm. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And you click one artist and then there are related artists. And uh, when I was 13, 14, I was totally addicted. And I was spending eight, nine, ten hours in the night going from an artist to another artist to another artist and listening all the album, all of them. And uh, yeah, if you check on my Spotify, I have playlists of uh, over than uh, ten thousand uh, favorite songs. That yeah, they are, yeah. you know, it's not because I put randomly everything, but because I'm totally an overdose person. <laughs> yeah, and you invest yourself into yeah, yeah, yeah. As because, well. because for me, it's, uh, it's uh, when you discover uh, a track, it's like you discover a way to perceive the world and a way to perceive uh, also yourself. Uh, it's totally a magic, I think. Uh, I, I have a passion, for example, for this uh, artist that now it's pretty famous. It's the uh, name Olafur Arnolds. Um, he has also uh, a DJ name as... Uh, uh, I don't remember now. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, then maybe we'll come back to my mind. But uh, it's a really... It's an electronic piano artist. It's so uh, intensive for me. Uh, I learned a lot about myself and uh, I listen sometimes track of him the entire night, uh, the same track. Uh, wow. to, get, to get some point of myself. I mean, I relate myself a lot to that. To that. Uh, but yeah, I have to, we have to go a bit more uh, faster if we want to reach our uh, hour. I mean, it's uh, mm -hmm. not any more 50 minutes of experience, but we're never a 50 minutes of experience. <laughs> uh, I, I think, yeah, this season three, I, I will change the cover. I will change the name. I will say, okay, uh, 50 minutes and more of experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And we're easy uh, to talk to, so it, it becomes easy to make it in an hour. Yeah, I mean, I did some podcasts recorded for two hours, no stop. And small oh, uh, wow. talk, talk, you know, because uh, now, for example, <laughs> I put them some other ideas and uh, you inspired me with some things you said. You inspired me a lot to, and I started to imagine it, uh, some things I would love to doing. I mean, I'm already put it down two projects I will love to do it with you. So imagine. So uh, let, let's go uh, ahead. And uh, what do you think? Uh, you were ne never able to, to shoot in photography. But uh, before doing this question, I want to ask you what you shoot. What I shoot? Ugh. Or what you think you would shoot? Because what you shoot, we can check your Instagram. We can relate to that and say, okay, uh, this is what he shoot. But what would you like to shoot? And before I dive into that, it is also interesting. What you post and what you shoot are two very different things as well. Yeah. You know, because it's like I want to curate something and show a stream of, of work. Because this is, without having a website, that's your portfolio. So what I shoot, I do a lot of street photography to actually dive into your, into your question. Um, a lot of what I like to do is document the life around me. Um, and in Philly, it is, hey, there, there's a huge dichotomy here. So there's two worlds that live in Philly and you've got the, the what people think and the tourists come for old city, Liberty Bell, city hall, all that kind of shit. But then you have the real Philly, which is somehow the underbelly. And it's, we have a lot of homelessness, a lot of desperation, a lot of crime, uh, dirty. It's a pretty fucking dirty city. I live in South Philly. And just yesterday I was uh, walking around and I'm like, I'm basically swimming in trash on the, on the ground, on the sidewalk. So, yeah, we've got two very different cities here. And I, I try to capture both of them. There's um, it's an ongoing series where where I'm the title is going to be City Dichotomy, where the first one was um, we've got a, a I would say a, a quite accepted uh, and embraced LGBT community here, and so we have this um, black man wearing like long black heeled boots walking with like this golden light with the subway the sandwich shop behind him and then sleeping on the bus stop right in front of him is a homeless person um just sleeping because that's that's an everyday sight that's not even anything weird but it's i'm taking that shot from the steps of city hall so you couldn't be more in the center of the city where the wealth of the city allegedly comes from and you've got this crazy two different worlds right next to each other, one passing another. Um, and then the second one in that series is a character that everyone that went to, to my college, University of the Arts, knows this guy. Because he would hang out on the block of like the main building of the school, and we refer to him as uh, the popcorn guy. Because he would always be eating popcorn, throwing popcorn, and he was like friends with the birds kind of person. Um, and so it's him hanging around the corner of this like beautiful, um, like Georgian architecture building. Um, 
but he himself like has like natted shredded hair um and he looks a little he, he looks some type of way and then you've got like professional business people walking by so it's like those those are the kind of uh side-by-side -side shots that i would love to endeavor more in because that's the world that i live in right now i would say in the street photography realm I also love nature photography, but I don't have nature anywhere near me. Yeah, I mean, I have seen that, uh, that there is this uh, break in your uh, Instagram uh, where you show the nature. And uh, what I love uh, of your pictures, or of, I want to say of your feed, is that uh, I don't have to relate to someone uh, is a robot. And this is uh, really nice for me because, you know, sometimes uh, I don't want to say photographer, but people as this idea to show only a part of themselves and uh, without uh, relating that to the magic uh, fantasies to be really related to everything in this world. So they show you the always same series of picture. And mm -hmm. uh, another thing is really weird that uh, for sure this isn't marketing strategies. To relate better to the the follower i mean it's probably you have seen like me million of people as million of followers just because they post always the same fucking picture yeah oh and yeah i ask to myself okay but why all these people follow it's like uh, you know that they love to go in the supermarket and watch always the same pack of pasta right I mean, really? I would like also sometimes to discover another pack of pasta probably will uh, cut me out from the, the this uh, monotony of the life. Mm -hmm. Some sort of diversity in, in what you're seeing would be nice. So I like I like the, the, the things that is uh, everything is a bit more raw and uh, yeah, there is a selection because you you in a way or another, I, you are righted from this selection. Uh, in a way, you give uh, to your feed your order. Maybe sometimes, yeah, you post picture just because, yeah, you didn't post for days, and you say, okay, let's let's share this. I have the first in front of me. No, this can happen. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are some kind of um, topic uh, that are repetitive. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, in this case, as curator, as a book editor. I see some topic uh, they are continuously on the feed, uh, sometimes a bit more um, far away from each other. But uh, I, what I like uh, in my work as a editor uh, is to recognize uh, a kind of pattern in the people. And uh, absolutely, there is not just one pattern, but many patterns inside of uh, a work of someone. Now, if you do it professionist, photographer or not, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something uh, it's related to everyone and uh, it's nice <laughs> things it's nice and I mean cruel in a way because uh, there are people uh, they do it work like mine but they do this work for societies or companies like uh, social network to sell to then relate to the information of these people to understand how these people uh, how to use these people in the end this is <laughs> the point, oh yeah no? Um, and then, uh, yeah, they can uh, better understand uh, what advertise to you, how to sell your information, and so on. You know, and I mean, it's a, it's a, a continuous study because it's a, you can everything can change. 
I mean, you can also get trauma or uh, things uh, happen in your life that completely change you and uh, you go uh, over that what you should. And uh, what I like in photography, photography is really totally related to personal deep um, pattern. Um, deep, I can say because I started, yeah, to shoot as everyone a bit everything. Then I went more in the studio. I worked a lot as a fashion photographer. And uh, then uh, one day I was so fucked up from uh, taking picture of portraits in the studio of people. Mm -hmm. I wanted, uh, and I had this question for the years and because I had the really great connection with people, really lovely conversation. But you know, when you are totally deep in a conversation and uh, probably someone you're telling you a story is sometimes also cruel, you know, you cannot say, okay, now I put off my camera and <laughs> can I take a picture of you? <laughs> you know, it's right, really, right, right, right. <laughs> it's uh, really hard. It's hard to. It's like, yeah, okay, but it's like to relate to the one in, the, in a human way and then put out your camera and say like, uh, okay, now I have to take a picture of you and I have to do something cruel, no? Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I was always asking to myself, how can I do that? And um, many other questions, I wanted to know better why I was attracted to something or something else. So then I did this uh, master in... Uh, outdoor photography to understand better to doing editor and so on uh, and from that part uh, I have to say I completely forget how to doing the picture I was doing before I mean there oh, wow. was a change in my life I mean I was uh, one years working on uh, totally free myself from the structure of, of photography I had before from the ideas I have I had of photography and after this master, after this research I did of myself, that was also painful in some ways because I was also facing myself as a person, not only as a photographer. Um, I totally understood that I was uh, not uh, knowing what was the photography before. Well, so, what do you, as as a as just a question, what do you think was the fundamental shift in your head that made you? approach photography differently at that point the point is uh it's uh, funny because you know uh in the beginning i was totally righted from uh, an idea of what what our structure uh, for me was this is photography or this is what they want to see of me you know or what they want to see in photography so i was relating a lot of to other photographer or to technical i mean i was never the really technical person but uh, some uh, uh, trend, you know, mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, but uh, uh, this teacher I had uh, that was really a bitch in a way, he pushed mm -hmm. me every week. And every week I was there, going there, we had to present some picture every week. And every time I was presenting some picture, she was saying, this is shit. Uh, shit. and you're a shit and uh, but never constructive never i mean for six months i went there every week and i was trying don't giving up and uh, trying every week to shoot something until uh, i was always putting my head in the wall because uh, she was always okay uh this is shit this is uh not you this, you are lying and uh, you don't want to see the truth you don't want to see the word and so on and uh then I started to understand that I had to free myself and I started to take picture without thinking. Take picture and stop 
without thinking and doing music without thinking, cooking without thinking, love without thinking. And I started to open some door inside of myself as a person and relate to people without thinking, without uh, judging, without, uh, I mean, this is something I never did for real, but uh, I started to really not open, but to be wider in what I was doing and putting down, accumulate, and then you see, let pass the time. Let uh, let uh, just uh, go ahead your emotion. Don't think too much. And this uh, gave to me also opportunities to start to understand how to really relate to kind of reportage or documentary without uh, um, giving shit in the in the moment. You know, listening a person, but at the same time also taking picture of this person without disturbing the mo- the moment of the situation. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, um, I think yeah, it was totally destructory. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's totally destructuration of, uh, of what uh, you think you are, uh, but uh, in a way also um, a good moment to understand uh, uh, what was me, what me wanted to do it, what was ready to do it. And uh, uh, I don't know if you have this feeling, no? But when you go out, uh, even if you go out without the camera your eyes are always attracted from something mm-hmm. and you cannot stop that. It's fucking instinctively. Uh, you are there and you cannot stop to watch something. You are uh, always attracted is uh, maybe curious uh, to watch and to relate it. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and this is, I think, is absolutely um, the, the first rule in uh, being a photographer. Be attracted from what you will be attracted also without the camera and so if you do it or not the picture doesn't matter i mean you do it with your head your eyes are being drawn somewhere and i said probably in one of these podcasts that the best picture are the one we do it in our head mm-hmm. are the one right at the uh, always our dream because we we in a way or another put inside of our archive in the mind and we repeat 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 inside of our mind i think yeah i mean we can talk along for hours about these topics topics i talk uh, always about now i'm recording also some youtube videos <laughs> about because it's a lot of stuff uh yeah i mean this is uh, where your passion is yeah i mean that's it's what i love i mean for sure it's uh, i love uh, philosophy in a way even if i never really studied i just read stuff randomly i liked no you you uh, and me both for sure because i i I, what i was doing in scotland for a little bit was playing bass in a church and i am not religious but when i would hear what the pastor was saying i would just hear them as philosophies and those are that's a lot of food for thought a lot of things for you to think about yeah yeah yeah. i'm i'm the same i'm atheist but uh i related to many many different religions uh, i really love religion uh and uh, i studied a lot i mean i studied uh, it's a brutal study i was really interested i read a lot of book uh, of religion that probably uh, the people uh, they believe in this religion didn't read uh like oh, yeah. uh, you know i i read the shuan tzu it's uh, the the book uh, of the oh, it's the, first, the first book of the buddhism no it says no one read it because it's so fucking big yeah. and complicated <laughs> Uh, yeah. but yeah for me it was totally a way to open myself but mm. uh, uh what i want to say so um i practice i have two minutes with you now remaining and uh, i will propose in that way i have uh, 
other uh, at least one, two, three, four, five uh, questions that I want to give to you. Plus, the stuff uh, came up now uh, in our conversation, and uh, I want to ask you if it's okay for you if you would like to continue that podcast in a second episode. Uh, I mean, in another time. Absolutely. I mean, and and the listeners also they can uh, relate to that because I think it's uh, it's interesting to jump and uh, continue our conversation. No, of course, this is incredibly enjoyable. I would I'd love to chat with you for for another one. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I hand up this first episode, and uh, yeah, it was really nice. I'm uh, I hope to have many other podcasts like this in my life. Uh, so it was uh, Mochi Robinson. And mm-hmm. I hope you can check the profile on Instagram. Uh, link are in the description. And uh, uh, so get in touch for the next episode. And uh, we will see also, we will listen uh, some other nice things. I have some question of one of these questions chosen uh, from uh, Mochi. So then you can also <laughs> have a bit of fun on that. And yeah, he will also ask to me this question. So we will see in the next episode. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about us, you can visit the link allmylinks.com, Berlin Explorer, or our website, bxproject.com. And if you want to follow us, you can always get news from Instagram on our account, bxproject. Thank you again, and see you in the next episode.